I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. You're listening to Muses and Stuff, the podcast that celebrates those who live, love, and breathe rock and roll. From the incredible groupies, girlfriends, and wives who went after what and who they wanted, to the journalists, photographers, and other behind-the-scenes characters who play such an important part in rock and roll history. We are your hosts, Shanti and Lynx. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Electrified Porcupine, bringing you the best in collectibles, movies, music, wrestling, gaming, and more. Check it out at electrifiedporcupine.com. Peter, Zombie. hi. Hello, hi. 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 So, our listeners may recognize you and the Electrified Porcupine name by the spot that we have running at the beginning of every episode. So, welcome and thank you for coming on as a guest to our podcast. Well- well, thank you. I just think it's really cool that you guys do that for me as well. It's awesome. We're happy to do it. And we think that what you do is really, really interesting. And we want to, I guess, for those who maybe just hear the ad or haven't checked it out or people who are new to the podcast, we want you to kind of explain to people if they were go to go onto your website, electrifiedporcupine.com, what would they find there? Well, I guess they just find a plethora of excellence, I suppose. Uh, no, but what I mean by that, I guess, is just that I I always just, I don't know, I like taking all the stuff that I get because it's just uh, a hobby that I've had since high school. And, you know, I've been inspired by many sites. You know, I've gotten uh, inspiration uh, from excellent sites like, uh, you know, Pixel Dan does a lot of things in the U.S. and the Foosh and Toy Arc and a whole bunch of other places. And a lot of people just said, why aren't you just taking your stuff and doing it? And I just never thought I could really, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I didn't think I could do it. Well, but obviously then I just you started, did do it. You know, I've always, yeah, I, I mean, I've always loved writing. I've written for uh, many uh, different kind of media since, uh, you know, since high school. 
and I've never had uh, an issue with writing. It was always just like, well, okay, you you need to do all this social media. You got to do the blogging. You got to do uh, all the photography. You got to do the editing. You got to do a YouTube site because if you don't have any aspect of it, I, I figured that you don't reach the audience that you really could. So I just had to become like a jack of all trades and do it all. So it's basically taking all the stuff that I like to get for myself. So action figures and music and blogging about wrestling and anything else I really feel like doing and just doing it up and posting it to see if anything sticks. That's awesome. And you mentioned that you're um... – interest sort of developed in high school uh, i'd say before that before no, that? no way this is <laughs> yeah, not a this I, maybe he was born with it <laughs> all right yeah. uh, oh. was there a certain band or film or collectible figure that sort of like started you on your way i think it's just my uh my mom was always just really good to me by um always buy me Star Wars figures when I was a kid and uh, <laughs> Chantel's mom being my aunt and everything too. Like it, 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 I just remember even being, you know, a kid and acting out Return of the Jedi things with my sister for her amusement. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I was always lucky that, you know, my mom would be the one who would get me those figures or she'd get me uh, Masters of the Universe stuff and always let me be creative. It was also too like when, uh, you know, I, I started playing music as well too. I, I ended up in a, a band called Ground Claw. Ground Claw. Band, we yeah, had the CD. Uh, did another band, If Nothing. I did 20 Gauge Ticket. I did a, you know, a couple of things and it's just, you know, love of playing music. And, you know, my, my mom was always really cool with that too, that, you know, I wanted to get a CD player. She helped me get a CD player. I get, you know, drums and, you know, a guitar to play because I started, you know, just humming things, trying to tell the guys that I played in bands with to be like, you know, it should go like this. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know what that is. So I just picked up a guitar so I don't know if uh, people remember that old song in the 90s, Low by Cracker. And it used to be on the radio all the time. And we have this one guitar player that, I mean, this guy could shred Eruption from Van Halen or Eddie Van Halen mm -hmm. with, like, no problem. And yet he couldn't play three chords in a row. <laughs> and it was just wild that... You know, after about 45 minutes of standing behind my drum kit that I just walked over and I picked up the guitar and I'm like, idiot, it goes like this. <laughs> and they're like, how do you know how to play guitar? I'm like, I just sat and watched you guys play the same three chords for 45 minutes. <laughs> so, you know, it it was just, you know, now I'm really on a tangent, but, it, it you know, it all started just, I've, I've always had a supportive mother and uh and family and people around me so it's uh, i just feel very um privileged yeah i guess well, to say i i think that, and uh, i've had sorry keep going oh no that's I it i was taking <laughs> um i really like how you were saying about watching your friends and just being like i did this for 45 minutes and now i'm just showing you what to do and i think it says a lot about who you are because you were my kind of cool cousin you know you had long hair it was yeah, dyed you had cousins, you right? had earrings and i was always very very interested and you were always funny and you were always sweet and kind and interesting and all... my pretty posters Oh, I was not going to let this interview go by without mentioning those. So before yeah. I get to that, let me praise you before I scold you. So, oh, so yeah, cool cousin had the drums um, in his basement at home. There was cartooning all over the walls. People were had drawn things. It was just so artistic. Oh, and... shit. We should get some of those and see if we can post those. Yeah, we should find some I, of those pictures. I don't even think that on the site that I've ever posted the pictures of 
what everybody contributed to that basement. There's another thing where my mom was so cool with that, that we had band logos, we had Pantera, we had yep. Slayer, we had Cannibal Corpse, we had Typo Negative, we had Foo Mr. Fighters. Mr. Dress-Up characters? Yes, yeah, we had Casey and Finnegan. Yeah, yeah. And my mom, even when she was selling that house, didn't make us scrape that crap off the basement wall. Mm-hmm. That's a like, cool mom. Yeah. She is a cool mom. All right. This episode's dedicated to our cool moms. It is. Well, cheers. Well, cheers to our cool moms. And then I'm going to scold you because I did really oh. enjoy always walking, like seeing everything that you had going on in your room because I always had a lot of posters up and things like that. And a lot of questions that we like to ask people are, what were the posters that you had up on your wall when you were, say, 14 or something Not like your that? your new kids. Not your new kids on the block posters. No. So I would walk into Peter's room and I would very carefully avoid the gaze of the Freddy poster. And there was a picture of Freddy Krueger and he had a doll in one hand. Yes. And then he had his his knife hands up to his mouth like he was going. Yeah, shushing. Yeah. Oh, crap. I thought I had a different one, but yeah, I had that one too. No, that one's burned in my memory so yeah i I also had uh i had like the ultimate warrior and i had the rockers so for those people who don't know i guess they're old school wwe or wwf back then uh guys and i had uh what else did i have i had those ones that you could go into like a uh Oh, what stores can you get them at now? Remember you used to go into record stores and you get to get the posters of the girls with, uh, you know, the lingerie or like stuff you just can't even get now because people are going to consider it and like not PC or anything. And, you know, you oh, like the it store. Remember the it store? Sean, do no? you remember the it store? It's like I it was like not. Spencer's, but even more outlandish. Hmm. Maybe a little before our time. Oh, don't say that. No, I feel. <laughs> but yeah, you could go into any of these stores and you could buy uh, the posters of like Pamela Anderson or uh, Jenny McCarthy or uh, anybody with their cleavage hanging out, and you could. <laughs> Get those up on your wall. Oh, and, I remember. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yes, I do remember those too. Just even when blonde jokes were like the big thing, you could buy a blonde joke poster, and I had that too. And oh, you know, hilarious. it wasn't because of the jokes; it was because of the girl on the poster. It was but... because of the boobies. Yeah, you gotta like them, right? I yeah, we like the boobies. <laughs> we celebrate the boobies on our podcast. Excellent. It's like Bloodhound Gang. Hooray for boobies, right? Yes. It's really nice to go back and see, okay, when did these things start happening? And I feel like we've all really made the most of our um, childhood (laughs) obsessions and passions. So, And taking it from there, um, you refer to yourself as a pop culture geek. Can you elaborate on that? I just... I don't know. I guess I could just like the stuff that I've always grown up with. And uh, I just suppose that, you know, that I guess I know people that really just, you know, you could see that their childhood died or that (laughs) that they don't embrace who they are, maybe because. They figure once you reach a certain age, you shouldn't listen to a, a certain genre of music or you shouldn't like a certain movie anymore or you shouldn't like um, even collecting. And I don't believe that. I think that uh, keeping your interests uh, you know, in full force really makes you who you are and you get to bring the kid out in you. And I think uh, – you know, being a dad too, that's the kind of thing that I think when my daughter grows up, she's going to really think that's a, a cool thing. And so I just I like, I, I just want to bring that out to, you know, the people that like to read or look at my stuff and the people that I have over and, uh, you know, they're blown away and, you know, they, they like to see that stuff. And they're like, how does this stuff even exist? And I'm like, 
well, you know, what passed you by? Don't let life pass pass you by. You got to keep with what your interests are. So it, I guess it's that 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 kind of things that I've, I've just seen too many of uh, people have grown up with in in one way, just kind of you know turn a blind eye that they uh, they can't like anything anymore because they think it's childish, and I don't believe that's the case. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people sort of assume at a after a certain age it's like they it, these things aren't to be taken seriously even though they you know once gave you so much joy people just drop that joy out of their life because like they think that's what they're meant to do and they end up losing so much of that joy and of themselves and i love it when people just like you know with rock and roll people who take it seriously it means something it's it's not just something to throw away or no it's an it's a total art form and that's the whole thing about you know like i I like collecting you know the action figures and collectibles and toys that i do because you know my wife laughed the first time she heard it but i mean it it's i think they're little pieces of art and the whole thing is like people enjoy different art. They like different mediums. And just because it's not one, uh, like it's not a sculpture or it's not hanging in a museum that it doesn't mean that it's not a piece of art. These, these people go through tireless efforts to create what they do and they get to work for excellent companies like Sideshow Collectibles or Hot Toys or Hasbro or uh, the guys, the four horsemen that get to do um, Masters of the Universe currently. And these guys bring a passion because they believe in what they do. And it's all art. And just like, you know, the, the music I like too. Like I'm always buying music because it's uh, it's something I love. And to me, music is not just downloading a, a digital file. I like sitting there with vinyl or a, uh, or a CD or a Blu-ray DVD for a concert and enjoying what the artist is going to do, what they put into it. And I think, you know, as, uh, as I get older, that it's a lost on, it's lost on a lot of people. So just trying to bring that out on in my site, I guess, is uh, is something that, um, I don't know, just maybe keeps the passion or the flame alive, right? Wow, you, need, you nailed so many things there. And that's so, so, so cool of you. And it's so nice to hear somebody go, I'm paying for this art. I pay for music. I like to hold vinyl. Even your CD collection is insane. Every sing- single CD I ever had in my life, I treated it like garbage and I don't have any left. And I regret that. My DV- my computer doesn't have a DVD drive anymore. I don't get to watch the special features. And that kind of bums me out. So one thing that you mentioned was when your friends look at your collection and they're blown away. And then you also mentioned the word museum, which is exactly how I feel about your collection. It's hard to describe and it's hard for people to even like really believe me. So should I describe your collection? Yeah, go for it. Or or do you you want to do it? No, you do it because (laughs) I think it's really cool. It's it's the one, it's really weird that... I really would wish amnesia on myself for even one day to walk down into my basement and go, holy shit. Well, <laughs> you know here's the thing that I think that we should do is next time that I'm over, we should take a camera and we should do a walking tour of, yeah, let's do of, it up. of your mini museum that you have in your house. Not even mini. It's, it's like a, a museum of collectibles and music that you have in your house. So it starts right from the top of the stairs walking down. Every piece of wall is covered with a collectible. So all I of the... really need, I need to move. <laughs> it's so cool. I really it... do. I need... <laughs> it's, it's insane that, you know, and this is where I also thank my wife for allowing me to be me because there are some people frankly out there that would not um 
allow a significant other to do something like that because they've got, you know, a prerogative or their priority and stuff like that. And she lets me be me. She lets downstairs be what's downstairs. But she's excellent, too, because she, um, you know, uh, she likes uh, Walking Dead. So we get those uh, Funko uh, blind bag figures and uh, pop vinyls and stuff like that. So she's almost a a big kid in a way, too. So it's just really, really cool. Wow, well, yeah. cheers to supportive partners and celebrating yeah, that. Right. She's able to recognize that and have fun and have fun with it too. And yeah, and she's um, never asked me to change, which is really, really beautiful, awesome. And uh, there are a lot of people that go through life with people always asking somebody to change, and uh, she's never done that. So you walk down the stairs, and even starting from the top of the stairs, things are covered in collectibles. And the collectibles range from Simpsons characters to Star Wars characters to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to horror to the Freddy Krueger. And um, as you walk down the stairs and you enter into the basement, then I think you can see the whole open concept of things. And then, again, every single surface is uh, taken up in that kind of space in the middle you have your entertainment system on one wall you have all of your cds lined up in alphabetical order and there's a sink like there's a spot for everything you even have a glass case full of i imagine really special um like figurines and collectibles i'm up to six now what's that i'm up to six of those cases oh shit okay yeah it's not even it's not even funny i'm gonna put it up on the site the um there's a lot of people that ask how to light these things up or what you do for them and i'm going to put that up probably by uh next week but yeah i'm up to six and we've got one in the kitchen for uh my wife's stuff as well too and it's just it's insanity (laughs) it's just oh yeah and they have special special lights and from the basement there's yet another room that you go into so there's a room off of the room and you've got your drum kit and you've got uh, more stuff up on the walls and it's just i was blown away because it grows but everything has a spot everything has a place it's so well taken care of and it's just all treated with such respect it's just it's a i've never seen anything like it i really haven't and it's really cool. Thank you. I, I I think it's pretty cool too. And a lot of work goes into, um, you know, trying to acquire some of that. I get um, help. I've got a sponsor on my site, um, Dave at Mad Rush Media, and he's always been really, really good. I've been buying music from him for, geez, I'm going to say about 12 years from eBay and, uh, He's just been somebody that's, uh, you know, if there's a figure or something that uh, can't be shipped to Canada because of licensing issues, I can order to his place where he's gotten them for me. So it's been great. And, uh, you know, I've got, uh, it's just so nice to have that kind of, you know, support. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it is. And, you know, I got um, Wes over at uh, another one of my sponsor site for uh, the um, for for his store and it's just been it's been great so everybody just kind of helps me out over you know silver screen toys and collectibles and then I've gotten uh, stuff uh, from figure shield lately too and it's it it's just hard sometimes to uh, get some of this stuff with the licensing agreements even with uh, when you go through eBay, it can be tough because uh, if you're not careful, you got people that are going to charge you an arm and a leg for shipping or they're going to um, – eBay's – what is it called? It's like the um, international, I don't know, shipping program or something. It's awful. It mm-hmm. always screws Canadians, I find, because they, they're they always going to put the, um, the fees or the taxes – on figures and you know you, you, you don't know if you're going to get charged with it 
even if they if uh, a seller was going to ship something. So they they take it upon themselves to do it, and it just I don't know. People it, don't realize how much work goes into getting these collectibles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but uh, you know, I guess that's the other thing is that um, there's a, a figure brand out there like NECA. And they they've uh, done really excellent work on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they can only sell in the U.S. And I think Australia is the only other market that they can do. So it's it, it sucks because a lot of people want the stuff, but they they just can't sell it because uh, the brand like Nickelodeon just has their hooks into the franchise, so you can't do anything about it. So. You know, um, when when people take a look at the site or they look down in the basement or something like that, when when I'm showing this stuff off, I don't think people 100% sometimes really know how difficult it can be to to get some of this stuff. Well, that's a great segue into our next question um maybe it's like picking a favorite child or but i was curious uh, do you have like a most prized collectible and is there one collectible out there that like you're desperate to get your hands on but have yet to been able to do that hmm does my wife or child count (laughs) Oh, no. I know I'm such a nice softie. Um, you know, I I I did have uh, two kind of holy grails, but I ended up uh, scoring them within the last year. I got a, a job of the hut and a throne environment that he sits on. Uh, I've always liked job of the hut as a kid, and the thing is like sixty pounds. So to ship this thing from anybody selling it in the U S was almost insanity. They would always charge like 200 bucks to ship the damn thing. Just, just for the throne, not even the the Jabba figure. So, um, there was a a depot in Michigan and my buddy Steve ended up, uh, having a, a place that you could pick stuff up from. And he went with, his wife to uh, to to pick it up one day when he went to go and get an order of his just with some vinyl that he ships there. So that was one of them, and the other one was the um, Hot Toys Bespin Luke Skywalker, and I ended up scoring him. And usually he goes for about it's insane. It's insane what these things go for. It usually goes for anywhere from eight hundred to 1000 US dollars on wow. eBay and this guy on a on a Facebook Canadian collectible hot toys group ended up selling it to me for i think what was it 2 250 250 Canadian Score. and so basically it was almost what retail was for when it was available when I didn't collect these things and it's it's just it's just amazing. So those are the uh, the two things that I think they were my holy grails of uh, of toy collecting. Now, music that could be a whole other story. I need to get silver or what was it? Uh, so Young Modern by Silverchair on vinyl. Oh, Silverchair is like such my a freaking awesome album. <laughs> you just won Lisa's heart. <laughs> oh, excellent! Yeah. Young Modern is such a great album, and that's one that goes shit. I think I think the last time I saw it, it goes for about two hundred bucks. I love Alice Cooper, and so Dirty Diamonds goes for about one fifty to two hundred on uh, eBay or uh, Discogs. I'd like to get that. Have you Caravan ever heard of on- the Alice Cooper connection with the groupie group, the GTOs? No, so Alice Cooper dated a girl in the GTOs, the girls together outrageously. Pamela DeBar was in that band. And um, it was actually through the makeup that they were wearing at the time, the really dark eye makeup that they did it on him. And he's the that's where he his look originated from was this group of women. 
Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. See, There's- here I think I am a, a really good <laughs> Alice Cooper expert. And you toss that at me. You're not the only pop culture geek in the family. <laughs> no, no, no. Now let's get your brother on the show and see what he can contribute. <gasps> oh, I know. Yeah, he was on. Actually, was on you know what? I just episodes. said brother. I meant brothers because they both can take us to school at what they know as well as. Yeah. Us, right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those records, and I think uh, Cathedral's Caravan Beyond Redemption, as well. Wicked. So one thing that I've been curious about is um, where did the name Electrified Porcupine come from? I turned over in bed one night and said to my wife, what do you think about this? And I think I said, Electric Porcupine. Mm. And she turned and said, no, I think I saw something like that on, on the Internet as she was typing something in and then uh, she said, what about electrified? I said, okay, done. Oh, so another example of like one of the women, you know, helping out their partner to create the thing. She's amazing. He loves so much. That's fantastic. Because it's a great name and it's really catchy and, you know, the visuals on your site are really beautiful and yeah, it's, it's, does your Thank wife you, have a favorite collectible of yours? <laughs> <laughs> oh, favorite collectible of mine? Anything that gets kept down in the basement. I, <laughs> I don't know. You really? I, I, I seriously don't know. She likes the, uh, I think she likes the Hot Toys and Sideshow stuff I get some of the time. Um, actually, she's an Elvis fan, and she has uh, two so. dogs named. Well, one of them is uh, still living; the other one passed. But um, Presley and Priscilla, Priscilla? Oh, yeah, amazing. She, yeah, so we got the big Elvis Presley uh, picture in the kitchen, nice. and yeah, oh, oh, R.I.P. Presley. What a good dog that guy was. He's a good boy. He's <laughs> such a good boy. But we got uh, Emma and Priscilla. So, and they keep us busy. So but, we've yeah. covered that you really know your stuff and you really work extremely hard on your collection and your site. What keeps you motivated and what are some of the challenges you face being the creator and editor and producer of all this content? Huh. Uh, hmm. Good question, I guess. <laughs> um, I guess it's just because I'm uh, a one-man show, so I have to balance my career with uh, family time and everything that goes along with, you know, uh, with what I do when when I'm at home. So, you know, it's it's uh, either my work, my wife works on the weekends. Um, or at night and I have uh, duties that I have to attend to for my work when I get home. So it's not just all like, you know, uh, nine to five clock out kind of stuff. So doing that all plus taking pictures then editing them, then doing videos, then tweeting, then Instagram, then Facebook, then everything in and out in between when it's just me doing it. It's uh, it's tough, and I had to renew my site at the beginning of January this year, and I was on the verge of not doing it because I just kind of thought at the time, you know, like who's really reading or watching or doing anything, and then YouTube also took away uh, monetization for people that – don't have a thousand subscribers and I think something uh, like 4,000 hours of screen time or something like that. And I thought, well, why am I going to keep, you know, wasting time doing it? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that I used to really do a lot was uh, game. I, <laughs> I used to uh, have a oh, crazy, yeah. yeah, I love gaming. I love my, Xbox. I've been an Xbox player and a PlayStation player and a Nintendo guy for, well, I mean, 
since you were born. Actually, mm-hmm. I was playing before you were born. <laughs> so, I mean, I love gaming. And uh, it, with that, too, comes gaming music. Jeez. Uh, anything too that comes out that people are putting out on vinyl nowadays with gaming is just fantastic soundtracks. So that's a whole nother issue in itself. But you know, I'm I sacrifice uh, the time that I really really like to game for stuff I do on the site. But uh, I think I think just gives me that satisfaction. Yeah, I get that. But I mean it it. I don't know what more it is. It's just uh, it, it's just something that I hope people enjoy. And, you know, maybe there might be 50, 100, 200 people that like to see it. But uh, I like to keep my mind busy. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people, too, who work the, you know, nine to fives, they've worked all day. They come home, they you know, spend time with their kid and then they just want to plop down and it's totally, of course, it's totally valid and people can do that, but they plop down from the TV and just Netflix until it's time to go to bed. But, um, and I do that sometimes, of course, like we all do. We have those moments. You're here. But, but um, there's that also like, you know, creative side of yourself that you you need to get out and that, yeah, that mind is happening all the time. And it's just this like now almost this um, obsession with creating content that it's nice to put your thoughts and your work and your art out there. And what you're doing is very much, you know, in the yeah. arts. So it's the writing, it's the and, photography, it's the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and considering that I'm not playing in a band currently and and haven't had that kind of uh output that i really enjoy the uh the writing i enjoy the photography i like the editing and of course there are like thousands and thousands of people that can do it all a billion times better but i think when even when i take a look at uh at, at my site from the very even the first couple of months to what I do now, uh, the writing, yeah, I, 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 I kind of think it still kind of stays the same. But I think the uh, the videos and the photography and stuff like that has has gotten better. So it kind of gives me a little bit of a uh, tap on the back as well, too. So yeah, I like I, I like keeping my mind busy and and having the chance to showcase that kind of stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah, with the podcast that we have, um, I always feel like I've sort of been, like, training or practicing for this, like, all my life because, like, muses and music has, like, always been such a passion. And, like, now it's like, oh, this is what I was I was doing all that research for. Like, this reason just popped up magically, and it seems like that's very much, like, the case for you as well, where you unknowingly have been, like, researching and you know, collecting all your life, and now it's like, oh, okay, I was, I'm, I'm meant to put it out there in the world and see where that yeah. goes. And and it goes for you too. You guys do phenomenal work, and you know, even your Instagram, uh, for example, things come up on there that I'm like, oh, it's this person's birthday, or you're giving shout out to these people. And, you know, I look at that or listen to what you guys are doing and who you're interviewing, and it exposes me even at, you know, 40 years old to things that I haven't listened to, I haven't researched, uh, people that I wouldn't have known about. And that's so awesome about the, uh, the, the sharing community and when everybody's connected is because, you know, you're a viable part of bringing forth so many awesome things so for me i thank thank you guys for you know doing what you do because it's fantastic it's always cool loading up instagram every day to be like oh whose birthday is it (laughs) you know what's you know muses and stuff gonna showcase today so it's 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 always really cool to to see that I think it's a good time for us to be doing this too because people are so nostalgic for their youth and people are so into learning things and going back and trying to find that, you know, childlike wonder in themselves again. And then it's also a really good time for niche markets, 
right? So these pockets on the internet of people who are into anything and, and anything from the, you know, like the My Favorite Murders, the Murderinos, to the people who are really into comics and wrestling and... Um, and then bringing these communities together and then it's super fun when the communities can cross and it's I think it's just a good time for that so I think we found ourselves in a sweet spot in terms of we're doing this because we're interested in it but then there's a whole bunch of other geeks out there like us who are interested in it as well and it's just a matter of uh, getting it the content out to them so that they can enjoy it and have fun with it like we are. Yeah and that's, that's totally it it's like if we're not interested in it What's the point, right? And people need to read more. Just read. Put down your text the odd time. Open up a book and learn about your favorite artist. Learn about the history behind things like gaming or or your favorite hobby. Learn. Like even today, I you know, first thing did, kind of besides, you know, brushing the teeth. Mm-hmm. is you learn that uh, Stephen Hawking died. Yeah, right? that's right. And you're sitting there going, man, if only if only the people who uh, would put so much effort in fighting, um, you know, the, the people against, uh, let's say, Trump or the NRA with all this awful stuff happening in the, in the U.S. would even read his book, like the world could be a more intelligent place. So like, I mean, just people just have to read, read and be knowledgeable about your content and, and, and the stuff that interests you. Right. Keep growing, keep learning. We're lifelong. Yeah. yeah, Lifelong learning. No one definitely like uh, always something to learn. No, exactly. And it's, uh, since having to join well, I guess, yeah, I guess having to join Twitter to try and, you know, be another uh, way of getting stuff out there. The stuff that I see on that platform is just insanity. Like the ignorance on Twitter um, is just. We hardly go on Twitter anymore that even though it was the easiest platform to reach out to quote unquote uh, celebrities and it was fun. We actually that is our least updated and least looked at um, social media. It's insanity, isn't it? Like I just um, I don't mean to bring politics or stuff into it. But when that school shooting in Florida happened and people are on Twitter like people that were voted into office or in positions of power are talking about these kids being actors. Mm-hmm. Like how insane are people to actually believe it? Yeah. So it's just, it's, um, it's just sad that, you know, you want to take these platforms, like we want to expose people to fun and entertainment. And yet, those very platforms can spread such um, misinformation or hatred. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've never thought of it that way before, but that makes total sense. That's why it's so important that, you know, we fight against that and we put, you know, fun and joyous and insightful things out there as well. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, I I think that's another thing where, uh, you know, I um, we're – I'll post a YouTube video or other things and somebody would be like, I've never seen this figure or really good job. And that just, you know, makes my day because maybe I've done something to take away from the harshness of um, maybe somebody's uh, awful day or, or, or stuff that unfortunately, unless we gather as a, a whole group of people that we, we can't change. Right. So right. it's, uh, I yeah, don't think so. anyone can go to your site and not leave feeling good, you know? Uh, well, I guess they, they, they could, if they kind of used a calculator and totaled everything <laughs> that they paid for. So right, right then and there, maybe, uh, anybody listening to that, uh, can maybe, um, toss me, <laughs> <laughs> toss me money through my paypal give him some money like 
Hey, who else wants to sponsor Electrified Porcupine? Guys, you should sponsor Electrified Porcupine. Yeah, get Schwifty. Sorry, I've been on a Rick and Morty kick, so anything now I want to sing is like get Schwifty. And <laughs> have you watched Rick and Morty? Have you? I have. I haven't. I love it. That is a show that passed me by because I thought it was some kind of Back to the Future parody. And I was like, I don't care about Back to the Future as, as much as I maybe should to watch it. And holy crap. Well, ask uh, ask my sister and so uh, her yeah. husband, too. They're because, the best. Uh, oh, man. Speaking of other, like, speaking of other family members of mine that are just super into music and hilarious and I love the videos that Chad has been putting out and the stuff that he's been doing with the camera in the woods and I really want to do uh, muses and stuff goes fishing with him <laughs> okay. oh that would be awesome yeah yeah he's like oh, I just don't want to be in it I'm like that's fine just set up the cameras then I, I would never it's so fishing. funny he's uh, such a private guy but then we'll do that want it exposed to everybody and they're so but good. But then turn around and say, I'm private and I don't want to do it. I know. Love you, Chad. Oh, we love, love you, Chad. Chad. Okay, so last couple of questions. And while oh, yeah. you think about them, I have one thing to say. So your two questions are, who is your favorite wrestler? And then the last question is, have you been to any good shows lately? And while you think about that, I just have to point out that because we're not in the same city and so we're talking over the internet, um, your little display picture here is a Princess Leia and our little display picture is Frank Zappa. And so I like that it's our two worlds combining together. And it's <laughs> That's awesome. No, I just did that because I had to re-download... Uh, um, I had to re-download Skype because I just reformatted uh, the Mac a little while ago. So it said, put a profile pic here. And I'm like, what do I have on my desktop? Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's perfect. awesome little picture. But have I what, – what was the first one? Favorite oh, wrestler. Damn. Mick Foley, eh? Is oh, that's a good one. Still one, of my, uh, still one of my main guys. Love Chris Jericho. Did Mick Rick Foley Blair, do Dude Edge. Love and um That was him, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I liked him a lot. That, that's him. Mankind, yeah. right? He was also uh, mankind. Yeah, that's uh that's he just man, that guy, I have no idea how that guy can even walk. <sighs> he was he was just great. He was always entertaining on the mic and Loved them. People from that era were always like, yeah, it's Stone Cold or The Rock. Well, no, no, no. The Stone Cold was okay here and there for me, but uh, The the Rock, I, I've just never been a fan of The Rock. Yeah, I agree with you. That's I almost like, sac- yeah. that's sacrilege for a lot of people. Yeah. But, um, CM Punk was somebody that uh, I loved, and unfortunately, WWE dropped the ball with him. And... Uh, I'd love to see him come back one day if they could do it. But uh, I guess with WWE, you can never say never because if it's it's something to make money, Vince McMahon will do it to make money. (laughs) I don't really know uh, much about wrestling except that when I was a kid, anytime I would visit my grandma, she was like a massive wrestling fan. And so she huh. would always be watching it, and she believed in her heart that, like, every moment of it was just real. <gasps> it was like yeah. a reality TV for her. It was... It was and that's what it is. It's, it's, it's my soap opera. And there you go. So, yeah. Uh, the Rockers, Ultimate Warrior. I guess it affected me having long hair when I was a teenager, too. So, yeah, the whole rock and roll kind of heavy metal kind of thing blended in with wrestling so ultimate warrior yeah he was uh he was a great guy except for well not in real life that guy that's i guess that's a whole other podcast there of uh what that guy um, you and blake could have a podcast about that i'm sure he has a few things to say I would like to see oh, that, actually. I'd like, like to see a collaboration I, between you and Blake. I think you guys should start your own podcast, actually, and I'm not even joking. Blake, let's do it up. Let's yeah. get Swifty. <laughs> okay. And then last question. Have you been to any good shows lately? Yeah, I just went to see uh, Anthrax. Wicked. And... I got to see Anthrax, and uh, it was just, it was awesome. And I'm going to see... 
in uh, August. I get to go see Slayer here in London nice. with uh, Testament, Anthrax, Lamb of God, and Napalm Death. Wow. What a lineup. And I've seen all of them except for Testament. And when you saw them, were you down in the pit or were you Oh, up? I was down. I, no, I, I went down and I was probably one of those guys where I looked too old to maybe be down there. But uh, <laughs> my buddy Brian and I, we were down. You're never too old. Just, no, we were just screaming the songs because that was one band that I've, uh, I've, I've loved since I was a kid, ever since getting... Um, the uh, Among the Living tape from a neighbor, and I've just I've loved Anthrax. They've been one of my favorite bands of all time, and I really wish I wish John Bush would also get back with the band because John Bush's era with the band was just phenomenal. And it was uh, actually funny that we're out and about today in uh, in my vehicle, and Kim was driving, and I had uh, Anthrax's on four four two in the car, and just watching my wife tap her hand to the drums and I'm Aww. like, she's tapping to anthrax. This is cool. You better not say anything because you're enjoying her enjoying anthrax. This is awesome. And I think that's a beautiful place to wrap. Thank you so <laughs> much for talking with us. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Hello, friends. This is Mark Nell, executive producer of the Table Read podcast, where imagination meets performance. As we wrap up an incredible season one, we want to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in and supported us on this amazing journey. Season one was nothing short of extraordinary. We delved into captivating scripts that transported us to worlds beyond our imagination, thanks to the brilliant writers who delivered these works. But what really brought these stories to life were the talents of our amazing actors. But wait, the excitement doesn't end there. As we bid farewell to season one, we are thrilled to announce the launch of season two. Get ready for more gripping narratives, more unforgettable characters, and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat. We have some big surprises coming. The Force will definitely be with you. So stay tuned, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay excited. From all of us at the Table Read Podcast, thank you. And let's make Season 2 even more memorable together.